Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo. And I am the Bat Tribble. Mwah. No, 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 I don't no, get no. to do the kiss? No, you don't. I need, a, I want something. How, what, what can I do that's not a kiss? Can I, I can't high five the mic. Pap! <laughs> you can. I can say pap. Yeah, <laughs> That'll be it. <laughs> Fist bump, pap. <laughs> there we go. That We'll work on it. We're going to workshop it? Yes. Yeah, we'll take it to the people and we'll let them know. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a lot of emails, Len. We got letters. Oh, we got letters. We got lots, lots and lots, lots and lots, lots and lots of letters. I have an email from Brandon Payton. So inappropriate. Are you saying his email is so inappropriate? Or that's the subject line. That's the subject line. <laughs> that's the subject line. Sup, guys. From BP. I agree with Len. I really enjoyed M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. But that might be because it involves one of my funniest and most memorable movie moments. Not to spoil the this super old film, but there was a scene where one of the characters is up in a tower and he opens the floor hatch to investigate a noise. He bends down to look through the hatch and suddenly the creature runs by underneath. This dude is so startled that he jerks his head up and bangs it on the hatch making a loud thunk sound. Yes, I burst out laughing right in the theater and I was the only one. Everyone else in the theater was dead silent including my date but i just found that scene so funny for some reason then later on in the movie something happens and bryce dallas howard's character the blind girl is so mad at joaquin phoenix character that she walks up to him unable to see him because she's blind and uses her hands to find him and then feels for his face and then slaps the tar out of him oh my god i laughed even louder and again Again, I was the only one in the theater just dying. I guess the movie was supposed to be tense or something, and some parts actually were tense, but for some reason, that just made it funnier. I all, always seem to find the comedy in the tense moments. Maybe that's just me. But my question for you guys is, have you ever laughed at an inappropriate moment while watching a movie in the theater? or even just laughed out loud at a part of a movie that nobody else found funny. West Coast Brandon. Well, thank you so much for the email, Brandon. Uh, so my wife and I... My wife. My wife um, and I, one of our first, I won't say first dates, but one of our earlier dates, mm. we decided we had never seen... Uh, it was, oh gosh, it was a Vietnam film. It was supposedly one of the most beloved Vietnam films of all time. Um, it wasn't Full Metal Jacket. Oh, oh, a film about Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, uh, it wasn't Full Metal Jacket. So then was it, um, ooh, I don't know, Full Metal Jacket's like the big one. It was, was, it, was it maybe Apocalypse Now? There was a, wasn't there a well, third one? Well, that's the Francis Ford Coppola one, yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's Good Morning Vietnam. That's Robin Williams. Uh, and then there's oh what's the what's the Michael J Fox that's one? the one I'm thinking of Michael J Fox it had a bunch of young yeah, up and coming but like popular actors in well, it I want to say it's Michael J Fox and Sean Penn yes yes that one it's called <laughs> oh 
Wait a minute. Are you sure is that? Well, it's the Michael J. Fox. Because the other one besides Full Metal Jacket, that was the other big one, was Platoon. It was Platoon. It was Platoon. Okay, but Michael J. Fox is not in Platoon. Michael J. Fox and Sean Penn, they're in Casualties of War. Which I've never seen, so I'm mistaken. The one I'm talking about is Platoon. Platoon. Sushan and I got together. We had never seen it. I was like, you know what? I want to watch a war movie. Let's watch a war movie. So we put in Platoon, which is 1986. Mm. Um, and it was, uh, you know. Wow, it's that long ago. From what I remember, it was like really well regarded. Yes. And so we popped it in ready for some dramatic war stuff. <laughs> and uh, we, we chuckled our way through that movie. Um, really? Particularly, I'm, I don't remember what scene it was, but at some point afterwards, um, you know, we had shared a big laugh. Something happens that's very dramatic, and we both crack up. Mm. And so we kind of acknowledge to each other on the couch that we're both laughing at this horrible thing. Right. And then later on, much later on, I think, Sushan was like, I knew, I knew that uh, you were interesting when we both cracked up at the same horrible thing in this platoon movie. Um, so, yeah, it's, it happens all the time. I think this movie that he's... Uh, that Brandon is saying he enjoyed the village. Uh, yeah, you enjoyed it, but not because it was good. I think the <laughs> fact that you were laughing at this drama means that you were, uh, you know, they obviously the director did not come across with what he had intended, and you're laughing at it. But that's not necessarily so. You can laugh at a particularly tense scene and still feel some some level of the tension because remember oftentimes people laughter laugh. comes from tension. Yeah. yeah it's true it's true yeah I guess, and he likes the village he says he likes the village well yeah but but does he like the village because it's good or because it because he laughed through it I think it's a combination of both. Okay, that's cool. It's good. and you, you, it's good for him. I don't care. You can like it however <laughs> you want to like it. I'm not here to judge how you like the village. I just know that uh, I didn't. Although I did like Bryce Dallas Howard. I think she is a lovely actress. And when she was in that movie, I went, "Who is this lady? She's doing all right." And then yeah, now she's in fucking the dinosaur movie in heels. <laughs> And she didn't mind being in the heels in the movie. Well, I noticed in the second one she wasn't in heels. Oh, I didn't see the second. She took the heels off. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Did we? Did we? That was it. That was, that was it, right? That was his question. Uh, oh, well, you didn't. You, what about you? Did you laugh? Do you laugh at inappropriate things? My entire humor, my being <laughs> as a person on this earth, is is centered around m- making fun of and laughing at things that I'm uncomfortable at. Mm. That is my like I I can calm it down and I can have a serious conversation with people, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part, I am here to laugh at the stuff that <laughs> that's inappropriate. You know, I made a Facebook page, not not Facebook. What was the one before that? MySpace page for my my testicular cancer tumor. Right. His name was Crunchy. He had a top hat and a cigar, and he walked around with a briefcase. He was very he was very unlikable. He was very grumpy, but um. <laughs> You know, I, I think the only way that you have conversations and breakthroughs with people is through humor. True. I think that's the way that you, you cross that divide, no matter yeah. what your divide may be. I feel like humor, more often than not, is the, the key to bridging that gap with yes, people. Yes, it's a great unifier. Yeah. But I don't know if, I can't think of any movie where I laughed at a moment where it was noticeably inappropriate let me ask you did you see uh, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening 
I did. I didn't laugh during that. You didn't? Oh, okay. No, I, I was just dumbfounded. <laughs> oh, okay. you were just what mouth agape? What is happening yeah. here? No, so I didn't. No, I, okay. I'll tell you one. I, 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 this is the, the closest. Not even when the lion ripped off the guy's no. arms at the shoulders? No. He just, they just popped off like they were action figure arms? No. I thought he was just, I thought he was like, uh, arm. what was that guy? Uh, armless man, armless boy from the Legion of Superheroes? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, did you see the Departed? Oh my God, I love the Departed. I like the Departed too. Yeah, it's a it's an American remake of a, I think a Korean film. Yes, it's so, I've watched that so many times. There's the scene near the end. You laughed at that? When my man is getting off the you think the elevator scene. He's about to get away. Yeah, that, just like boom. Pop. I cracked the hell up. Oh my god! I, I had the- cracked the hell up. Oh, and now I just came up with another one, because I do crack the hell up on that one. But even more, oh my because god! Because this scene, I have literally, I only watched this movie for this scene. <laughs> have you ever seen Meet Joe Black? Oh yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Come on, man. Johnny Depp leaves the coffee shop. No, no, Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt, yes. Brad Pitt. He leaves the coffee shop and goes to walk across the street and he gets whacked by two yeah. cars. He bounces on like three, doesn't he? Yes. He bounces that's right. from car to car to car. <laughs> I watched that for the first time on VHS. Um and uh I rewound that. Maybe five times. Yes. The first time I ever watched that movie, I couldn't get enough of that scene. It's the only reason I recommend that movie. Yeah. And and I know you're supposed to be like, oh, oh. yeah. I cracked. Oh, the I laughed fuck so up. loud. You're oh, right. You're I right. So loud. Yes. So. Oh, I think I called somebody into the room too. And I was <laughs> yes. like, come here. You gotta, you gotta watch this. I did too. I did too. I did too. Yes. What a shame. Yes. Oh so, God. There you go. That's yeah. mine. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> also, everybody else who out there listening, please email us and let us know your uh, moment. your your moment because I I think that would be great. I want to read these on the air. So um. Yeah, what was it? ColtPopGo at gmail.com. Or BlackTribbles at gmail.com. A lot of people just email both of them. They just CC they both of us, which I love. Right. But let's, all right. Thank you, Brandon. I think you, we got, a, I think you have another email queued up there, over there, don't you? Uh, yeah. Let's see what we, what we got. We got Christopher Goodnight. Yes. What the, it's called, what the hell you, you are still talking about Aquaman? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> just kidding. But really, please stop. <laughs> Chill that Len mentions is in Fear the Walking Dead. I had to look up and read about his accident because I knew him from 10 Things I Hate About You before his accident. Glad he is still working. Oh, Daryl Ch- Chill Miller. Yeah. yeah. yeah he was, he's on Fear the Walking Dead. He's, he, was on, um, he was on some sitcom, I think, with Ted Danson for a long time, too. Hmm. He, 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 he's on good work. Not Ted Danson. He was on um, John Larroquette's uh, show, uh, was it not Dear John? I, I can't remember. He, he's I only he, remember him from um, Night Court. John John Larroquette. Larroquette yeah. yeah, he had a he had a uh, series. It was off and on, but it was kind of cool uh, after that. But yeah, go on, keep on. As for spoilers, JD obviously doesn't care about them since he dipped into Heroes in Crisis Number Five twice in the early part of last week's episode and left me scrambling for the fast forward button since I hadn't gotten that far in my books yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it dis- didn't really occur to me, um, but that's true. I do that with other podcasts, like I Fanboy. If I'm not listen- if I haven't read that book, I will skip that review 
Which is why, for spoiler alert, I do put in the timestamps whenever possible so that people can skip a review. If they haven't read that book, they can skip to the next book. Good. Um, sorry about that. Nope, you're right. I should probably not do that. That's a good point. Anyway, he continues. I am cautiously optimistic about the Why the Last Man series that be, will be running on FX. One would think it might need to be neutered in, ter- <laughs> neutered in terms of what they can show on that channel, but as a fan of American Horror Story, I know they can get away with a lot more than they used to. Mm-hmm. I have less of a connection to it than I did with Runaways, Umbrella Academy, or Alias, slash Jessica Jones, so whatever changes are inevitable won't bother me as much. I wish I could go one day in my life without hearing or reading about Saga. (laughs) I got the first two issues based on my enjoyment of Runaways and why, and I was sorely disappointed. Thankfully, I was able to sell them for enough to buy the back issues for the sixth gun. As for M. Night's movies and the twists, I actually watched it on DVD without knowing the twist and spent the whole movie being pissed at his wife. I watched the whole... whole mo- he doesn't say what movie he's talking about. Yeah. the twi- Maybe it's this one? The twist with Lady in the Water was that the characters who you thought were supposed to fulfill certain roles on the fable actually fulfilled other roles. I can't give any examples of this because it's been years since I saw it and the movie was garbage. With The Village, I loved it and surprisingly so did my mom. She hates horror flicks and didn't want to be in the room while it was on, but she kept looking over the top of her laptop and removing her earphones as she was sucked into the movie. She even later rewatched the movie all on her own. I've rambled way too much today, but you didn't answer my second question last week. If two lesbians die first in a horror movie, followed by two straight characters died, that ca- does that count as part of the bury your gaze trope or nah, since it's a horror movie and there wa- has to be a body count? Welcome back, Brandon, says Chris St. Saucy. Good night. So I don't think Len or I had ever heard of the bury your gaze trope. So we did some Googling. We went to tvtropes.org, bury your gaze. And um, it sounds a lot like, because I've also just recently watched um, a movie on Shudder, a documentary on Shudder called Horror Noir. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the history of black cinema, which is endlessly. Well, black horror. Black horror, yeah. What right. did I say? Cinema? Well, horror, cinema. you're right. So. After having just watched that, this sounds very similar to the way white Hollywood has treated people of color for the entirety of uh, white movies. So, you know, they're first killed off or they're used to propel uh, characters, white characters forward, Mm -hmm. you know. So we were talking about that recently with um, fridging. Yes. Right? So it's the same as you're you're fridging. Yeah. Oh. The quote unquote minorities of whatever. Whatever minority you might be in question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, won't be minorities much longer. Mm-hmm. That's what's... Great? Great, and that's what's messing up this country right now, because people are scared. Yeah. They don't know how to act when they are the the lesser than, or the considered possibly the... I don't want to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to you fumble your way through it. Um... So, yeah, The Village, uh, didn't like it. Lady in the Water, didn't like it. Um, I like Lady in the Water. I still think it's a cute movie. That's, okay. And maybe it's the Paul Giamatti. Oh, me. is he in that? Yes, and and Bob Balaban. I don't even know who that is. He is in it. If you saw him, you would know him. Oh, so wait a minute. If two lesbians die for, I forgot we didn't answer the question. If two lesbians, because he will email us again if we don't <laughs> answer this question. If two lesbians die first in a horror movie followed by two straight characters, does that count as part of the barrier trope 
your gauge trope or nah, since it's a horror movie and there has to be a body count. That is a oof. That's a difficult question to, because there you know as part of this bury your gaze um, tvtropes.org listing, there are movies. It doesn't really count if it's an anyone can die horror movie. Yeah. So if there's uh, a two gay characters who are in a relationship and they're in a Saul movie, I can't imagine anyone would be upset that they died. Yeah. In the Saul movie where everyone dies. <laughs> so, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I think it really depends on. I guess it's a, it's a balance thing of like how many gay people are murdered versus how many not gay people are murdered <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> i think you have to take it on a pace by base case a case by case basis i think so as well yeah there you go Woo. well we got out of that one there is <laughs> a <laughs> christopher goodnight send us another email Ooh. hey guys sorry to email twice First off, hey Kelly, sorry I left you out of the last email. Hi. Do you do you do you forgive him? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you oh you just made my day. Um the second no. off, my go-to webcomic is Control Alt Delete, which progressed in its style and technique. Had an ongoing mysteries, dealt with real life trauma, and ventured into video game parodies, choose your own adventure stories where the main characters were drawn to look like sci-fi characters, and eventually rebooted itself, much to my chagrin. The other web comic I enjoyed enjoyed a bit, but can't find any more, was a series where the Marvel heroes were drawn as kids in school. It was a lot like JL8, but with mostly Marvel characters. They did one strip where Mr. Terrific met fantastic and introduced themselves and then automatically called the other one an arrogant jerk. I'm not doing it justice, but it was a solid joke. They also did the classic cover of Justice League with Batman, Guy Gardner, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Martian Manhunter, Barta, and Mr. Miracle, and whoever else was on that cover were drawn as kids. But like I said, it was mostly Marvel characters. I remember them doing the black suit Spider-Man saga. And when he finally got his regular suit back, he didn't put his pants on. He was standing there bare ass. Oh, and Mysterio actually had a fish bowl for a head, complete with a fish in it. It was a black and white comic with the occasional colored comic. Oh, that's cute. I don't know this one. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Yeah, I don't know this one either. Hmm. Uh, I think I have dipped in and out of Control-Alt-Delete. That one actually is infamous for a particular one called loss i believe where a lot of it's just become meme after meme after meme Mm. uh, about this character the main character walks in um to the emergency room then goes to the nurse then the next panel is the guy talking to the doctor and then the next panel is him uh sort of trying to comfort i guess his wife and i believe it was a a uh, four-panel comic strip about um, losing a baby. So it's a very emotional scene. So, of course, the internet turned it into a meme of course. Uh, where they could just make fun of it endlessly. But, yeah, so that's kind of what I know this webcomic from the most. Kelly, did you ever read Control-Alt-Delete? No. Do you forgive Chris and Saucy yet? Still no. Okay, cool. Uh, so... <laughs> Kelly's just here working on her webcomic while we talk, so I figured I'd toss her in the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
Do you, oh, do you know what that book is that he's talking about? The webcomic about mostly Marvel characters? I feel bad because all my answers are no. Don't. This is gold. <laughs> so, awesome. Uh, if you think of it, Chris ain't saucy goodnight. Let me know. Yeah, I'm let curious. me know. I, I would like to check that out. Also, that cover that he's talking about from Justice League International, right? Or Justice League. It was, was from called? Justice. It was from Just Justice League. Was it Just Justice League at the time? Yeah, yeah. The one drawn by McGuire. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and then it becomes Justice League International, and then when they separate the comics, it becomes Justice League America, and then the other comic is Justice League Europe. Europe. That's right. That's right. Uh, I forgot that it started off as just the Justice League. Yeah, and Umbarda wasn't on that cover. It was Black Canary. You're right. Yeah. But, I mean, even, so that's been, what's the word? Not swiped, but like homage. Homage ad nauseum. Time and time again. Yeah, Kevin McGuire himself has drawn it about yeah. 80 times. Yeah, I follow him on Facebook, and he'll just post another one mm -hmm. that he draws for somebody else with different characters in it. Yep. The guy's just making money just redoing that entire, that one pose. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. So thank you, Chris St. Saucy. Good night for the emails. Thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, that's I guess that's it for emails, right? Oh, no. I thought, I thought you had another one, but yes, I have yet one more email. Dope. Meeting George. Oh. Hey, guys, it's your boy, the Green Lantern Tribble. How's it going? A while back, Len was talking about meeting George Perez for the first time, so I figured I'd share my story about meeting him as well. About five years ago, I was at Dragon Con in Artist Alley because I wanted to meet George Perez and Peter David. He wasn't at his table, but I noticed a man in a loud Hawaiian shirt by himself taking pictures of cosplayers, and lo and behold, it was Mr. Perez. I gingerly walked up to him, told him I'm a big fan. It was so great to meet him. He shook my hand, said thanks, told me how much he loved cons like Dragon Con and how impressed he was by the creativity of the cosplayers. Now on the outside, I was trying to be cool. But on the inside, I was screaming. I couldn't believe I was standing with George Perez listening to him geek out about cosplayers. We did take a selfie together, and then, and then a few minutes with him made my whole weekend. Jumped to Dragon Con 2018. Once again, I got to Artist Alley early, but this time he was not going to be at his table until noon. I knew I couldn't stay that long, so I started to leave with my head hung low. On my way out, I was passing a small group of guys hang hanging out in the hallway, and in the middle was George Perez holding court. I waited until the crowd broke up, told him that we met years ago, and took a selfie. He smiled, gave me a hug, and said, well, let's do another one for old time's sake. Aww. I knew he couldn't possibly remember me from so long ago, but it was nice of him. I felt like an eight-year-old as he made a joke of my Darth Vader slash Negan mashup cosplay and took another picture with me. If this is his last year doing cons, I encourage you guys and the sidekicks and henchmen out there to try to see him and don't be too starstruck because he's as big a fan of us as we are of him. Sorry for running on long guys until next time gotta talk nice nice and we i am actually going to uh c2e2 this year the chicago comics and entertainment expo at the end of march and my mission because that is one of the conventions that george perez will be going to this year is to say hello and good get a picture with the guy good uh, and Hal sent us his pictures. Yeah, we're looking at I'm looking at him now. Perez. Really cool. I like this Darth Vader Negan mashup. I do. That's real cool. Um, yeah, he was nice. I met him years and years ago. Uh, I believe I interviewed him for um, 
the previous version of this podcast called uh, Pop Tards, mm-hmm. and uh, he actually gave me a bump. He did a bump for me, which is like, "Oh, this is George Perez, and you're listening to Pop Tards podcast," which is yeah. very nice of him. Uh, and I remember him being very pleasant mm-hmm. and jokey, and like, yeah, just one of the people that you go to a con to meet and right. have have a nice experience with. I can't wait. I I hope to make. Uh, my dream come true. Green Lantern trouble. So stay tuned. Noise. All right. Is that it? You last week, mm-hmm. last week on Gutter Talk. Previously, I had watched Reign of Superman. Yeah, you did. And this week, I have watched Reign of Superman. Superman. So uh, mostly because I, I was going to get to it eventually. I was I was moderately excited about it, but then you talked it up so much mm-hmm. that I was just oh I got to sit and watch this. I'm so excited, and because uh, I haven't, I still haven't finished the first half of the season of season three of Young Justice. And uh, this was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Uh, the animation was was great. Uh, the voice acting was great. The story was much different than mm-hmm. uh, anything that happened in the books. Yeah. But I think it was done in a really, really uh, interesting way. I like that. I don't know if you're going to spoil it. Well, it came out in January. And that was about a, a January 15th. That's a month ago. Well, I like that they did something different with uh, who was behind everything. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I got to say, the voice actor for that is always strange. Whenever someone does that voice and it's just their regular voice, I feel like it's weird. I think they need to do some like digital modulating to them. Yeah, but that guy's got... He's, he's got the chops. He's got the chops. Right? But he, it's still just him he's talking. He's got the voice. Well, because his voice is scary. It is Because scary. I have interviewed that man, and that man is very scary. Uh, and he was also on. Uh, here's the hint of who it was. He was also a, a member of the um, the, the uh, horror noir. Yes. Yeah. Big time member. So um, yeah, it was great. Here's the thing. At the end, here's a sp- wow. God, it's a spoiler. It's a month old. All right, fine. We're gonna spoil it. It's Tony Todd doing Dark Side. Yes. Uh, and I thought it's just weird. It's just Tony Todd talking. He's just ordering off the menu. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey. But it was fine. That's how. And Tony Todd, if you ever see him walking around. It's dark side. He's just a just dark side. He'll murder you. Island. <laughs> um, so that aside, the end of the movie, we got Superman and Lois. He mm. actually has stuff to do, mm-hmm. and they're trying to defeat Cyborg Superman. And he finally he's, he gets a. Uh, they're having their final confrontation, and Superman goes, "I'm not going to kill you because that's not who I am." I'm paraphrasing, and he's got a one of the Kryptonian crystals. Yes. That we've seen since the 70s, since the Christopher Reeve movie. And uh, he takes it and he says, I'm not going to murder you. And then he takes this Kryptonian crystal and he stabs it directly into the forehead of Cyber- Cyborg Superman. Into his eye. In t- no, it was in his, his was third in his eye. eye. Okay, okay. In, the, in where your third eye would be, right? Okay. Uh, stabs him right in between the eyes. And then... The Eradicator is in that because the Eradicator is a uh, program, Mm -hmm. and he eradicates him, you know, prepare for eradication, and then that's the last we see. You still murdered the man. No, he didn't. I'm not going to murder you. I am going to take this very sharp thing. I'm going to jab it directly into your face. It's loaded with a murder program. Which will murder you. It's not a murder Superman program. murdered that man. No, he didn't. That's like saying, listen, I'm not going to kill you. I am going to shoot this bullet through your brain. It's really the bullet's fault. That's not the same. Tell me why. Because the, 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 the crystal that he uses to stab into the cyber Henshaw. Superman. 
Yeah. Is actually not just a crystal. You have to remember, it is a mechanism. Yeah. So by stabbing him in there, he is actually uh, infesting him with other circuitry, other... Uh, it's a program. It's a virus. Uh, uh, right. Which eradicates this virus. Well, it overrides. It overrides. What is there? This it's, so it doesn't murder. Living being. It, well, it's not a, he's, not, it's, he's a cyborg. So he, he rewrites. Right. He's not a robot. He's a cyborg. Well, a he, cyborg is alive. A robot is programmed. He, he, I can understand if you overwrite a robot, he was never alive to begin with. This was a human consciousness that was manipulated into becoming a cyborg. He's got robot parts, but he's still a dude with flesh and bone. Right. So he, by inject, uh, uh, putting the, the Kryptonian crystal, he overrides the over, overwrites yeah. the the uh, the robot parts of him. <laughs> no, that's what he did. So what about Henshaw? Well, he had no idea. You know. Yeah, he's dead. He's not dead. Is, is he dead or alive? Well, he, well, he. It, well, I think <laughs> if I remember correctly, we are led to believe that he is dead. Uh huh. Because oh, but in the comics, he yeah, he just is. He's one of those creatures that creatures. He's one of those <laughs> big creatures that just can reform. Like he's just like oh, I just jumped to a satellite. He's right. able to like traverse. Um, Electricity or, yeah. or like radio waves or whatever yeah. to to hop from. That's in a comics. Yeah, but he's he's not. That... He doesn't seem to have that ability here. No, because 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 uh, there is another force that is manipulating the whole situation. Yeah. in this one, and if I I don't exactly remember at the end whether or not that other fo- well we we we, we spoiled it already. Yeah, Dark Tony side. Todd. Yeah. Dark side. It's not Tony <laughs> Todd. People are gonna be looking at that's Tony Todd. No, yeah. that's Dark side. Yeah, yeah. So, so Dark side. I I. The, does Darkseid kill Henshaw at the end? No, Superman does. No, Superman overrides the cyborg parts. But remember, Henshaw is actually still with. No, he's not with Darkseid. No, uh, here's another problem that I had that I had to think about. He's not with Darkseid. What we're seeing, because I was wondering that myself. I was like, so wait a minute. All right, so. For anyone who hasn't seen it, basically we've got Henshaw, who is a guy who hates Superman because he was part of like this thing. The, his family died, and Superman didn't save him, so he just blames Superman for his wife dying. And so Darkseid makes him into Cyborg Superman so that he can uh, sort of ruin the Superman name. Right. And which also doesn't make any sense. It's a convoluted. It's a convoluted <laughs> it's a bunch of sense. bullshit. Um, so. What we do is we go in through, when they do that scene, they zoom in to Henshaw's cyborg eye, mm-hmm. and then it looks like Henshaw has a regular human body form, and he's in the throne room with Darkseid on his knees talking to Darkseid. Right. But what is I think is happening there is it's in his head. That's in his head. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, wait, is Henshaw on, on Apocalypse with Darkseid, and they're somehow manipulating this other body? No. Right. It's all happening in his head. It's a it's a physical manifestation. representation, okay. ma- manifestation of Darkseid controlling him and him having a conversation with him when really it's just Darkseid has the ability to control him. Mm. Okay. You thought it was like they were on Apocalypse? That's what I thought. Yeah, no, I, I think that that was in his head. Well, if that's the case... That's th- why you don't think he's dead because you perhaps, think his body's still on Apocalypse. Then perhaps you may be correct. Oh. And, and Superman may have may have served him a plate of murder. <laughs> yeah, thank you. 
I'm just saying, I'm not going to murder you. It's like, it's it's not quite as, what's actually worse than the Batman Begins. I don't have to say, wait, I'm not going to kill you, but that doesn't mean I have to save you. Like, he's on a bullet train careening into a building. I like that, though. You kind of murdered him. I like that. Yeah. That's Batman. I'm going to get out, but I'm going to leave you here to die. That's my Batman. No, that's your I don't, Batman. I don't, I don't need to save you. You know what I mean? All right. I mean, you've done well for yourself so far. <laughs> yeah. You'll get out of it. You'll be fine. You know. So, yeah. So you want to um, see you. I did love this movie. Uh, I did think it was a little strange that Batman or Super, <laughs> Superman straight up murked this guy. That's a Batman in him. Yeah. And he wasn't even, he wasn't Superman at that time. He, what are you he, talking about? He was, he was, uh, he was. He, he had was, a mullet. He was Journey Superman. Autumn, yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's uh, Superman in the front, murder in the back. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought the movie was great. It was a lot of fun. Also, I forgot how much I liked Connor Kent, Superboy. Yeah. That costume they gave him was real cool. It was. He had, like, the, the fade haircut, and he had the leather jacket, but then, like, the suit underneath it, like, the, the super suit underneath of it. You super know what cool. I really liked about liked here? I liked um, the actor Rain Wilson. As, as Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. I liked his Luthor. I didn't even know it was him. Yeah. Until I saw the credits at the end. I was like, oh, that was Rain Wilson. That's cool. He did a great job. He sounds just like uh, like Lex. Right. He sounds he sounds like Lex Luthor, where I think so many people have, because if you grew up on the Justice League cartoon, mm-hmm. you have Clancy Brown in your head. Yeah, you do. And people trying to do like a, a version of that. Yeah. And his was totally on another level. Mm-hmm. Le- someplace different. And I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um... So yeah, this was a great, great movie. I think, I assume they're going to release it as like they did with Dark Knight Returns. They took two parts and they just made it into one release. Yeah, I'm sure they will eventually. Yeah, I think this is really solid, and it's so much better than the original Doom. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm when I heard they were redoing Doomsday, I was like, oh come on. How do you but- think with the changes that they did to the story? And remembering last week, you said how much you enjoyed. The whole reign of Superman uh, run Story. in yeah in the comics. How do you think it? This this is up? better. Told you this is way better. I had to answer that question. It's not as convoluted and like <laughs> it didn't go on for way too long like that did. Mm-hmm. This was a nice little. I could have used a little bit more of this actually. Yeah, this was a little too truncated. I would say give it just a, another fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this is way better. Yeah, yeah. It and I even, and like, like I said, I even like the way that they kind of write the Justice League out of it. Mm-hmm. But still, that was bring them great. In. Yeah, right. That was awesome. What a neat idea—the portal falling. Mm-hmm. That was real cool. And then they just—and I like that Lex is the one to bring him back at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And you see, Lex is all suited up. Yeah, he's ready because, to go. Because now you know what's next. You know what's coming next. Uh, it's the whole dark side. Dark side war. war? Okay, yeah. Probably. That's it. From Justice League. Lu- yeah, because Luthor is on the side of the angels in that. We're done. We did it. That sounds like a show. I feel like we should, one last time, check back in with Kelly to see if her feelings have changed about Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight. Kelly Riley, webcomic extraordinaire. First of all, how's that Girl Scout cookie? I like it. It was good. Secondary question. I don't know if you recall earlier, we were talking about Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight and how he didn't include you in that first email. And he apologized. He laid his soul bare to you in supplicants. Is that a word? In here, sure, in supplicants. It's on a podcast. Um, it's on a podcast, so it's. Do you, do you forgive him? 
Who is this? <laughs> Thank you so much for, for joining us. Oh, best guest ever. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. Or blacktriples at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at... Johnny Destructo. Or Bat-Tribble. Or, Johnny or Black Tribbles. No, no, no. I was going to say you're, you're Batman's whiteboard. You got to start promoing that shit. Yes, but I was going to get to that after oh, I say Johnny has a Patreon. Oh, I do. At Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Because of it, we were able to get some nicer microphones for the Spoiler Alert podcast. Mm -hmm. They're too nice. <laughs> they are too sensitive. Um they, uh, we, we have to order some mic stands because even just the act of touching the mics to hold them mm. makes a lot of noise. So thank you so much. So if you want to donate to that, you could go to, to that. And you can follow me also on Instagram. I have a, a webcomic of my own called Batman's Whiteboard for Black History Month. It has been taken over by Rocket of Milestone Comics. Oh, word. And she is uh, introducing the world to uh, all of the black characters in comics we had a fun nice. one that people seemed to enjoy yesterday with lucius fox nice and now we've got blazam and black falcon <laughs> it's, 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 we're having fun over there on batman's whiteboard so check nice. it out all right thank you so much for joining us and you we we will talk at you later and don't forget uh kelly is at penny pretzel comic bye, bye.